Welcome back to the Mail Right Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode is number 368. Woo! We've done a lot of these. John and I are going to talk to you today about, we're going to have a little bit of back and forth in this because John was saying best real estate lead marketing tools for 2023. And I didn't really have a chance to get back to him and say, maybe we should just say some unusual ideas for lead lead marketing tools for 2023. Uh, on the list, I've tried five of these six tools. Uh, so I know how most of them operate, which is probably why I didn't communicate back to you super, super fast. I was like, oh, I know all these tools except for one. So um, without any further ado, though, I think this is going to be a really fun podcast, especially if you like to hear me and John go back and forth about things. So uh, let's, uh, let's introduce John, though, for those of you that may not know him, and then I'll introduce myself. Go ahead. Uh, thanks, Rob. I'm the founder, joint founder of MailRight. We build beautiful websites on WordPress for real estate agents and a host of marketing digital tools all part of the package. It's a great value package. Go over and have a look at it. Back over to you, Rob. And my name is Robert Newman. I am uh, the essentially the only inbound marketer that focuses on real estate, which is a whole bunch of things all wrapped into one, storytelling, SEO, many, many different things. But you can go to my site, inboundrem.com, and learn everything that you need to know about all of those subjects. Without any further ado, though, let's go on to talk about um, this set of tools. Now, I want to give a summary so everybody knows what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about promo.com, canva.com, Jasper AI, Tailwind, Surfer SEO. Those are the list of tools that we have up to discuss today. They're a good list of tools. Uh, maybe Postcard Mania, or did I pull that from someplace else? Yeah, Postcard yeah, number Mania. One, number one is Postcard Mania. Okay. So uh, let's start there then. Uh, without any further ado, why don't you discuss with with me, why did you put uh, Postcard Mania on this on this list, John? Well, I think a lot of people, if they're regularly listening to this podcast, would get the impression that we're all about digital uh, marketing. And to some extent, that's true. But I think both of us have made it really clear that we're not against more traditional forms of marketing. And when it comes to actual postcodes and other printed outreach, I, I think it really can be part of your marketing quiver and can be really quite effective and cost effective. And I think you have mentioned that some of your clients do utilize print media quite successfully. And this particular company, um, they don't totally specialize in real estate, but they have um, parts that does. And they can send out, you can get postcards and other printed materials um, at very reasonable prices. And they have a very good reputation. What do you reckon, Robert? So I reckon that postcard um, strategies can be and oftentimes are incredibly effective. I currently have in my list of clients for inbound REM one of the people that has made the most waves of anybody that I've ever met using postcard marketing. And her strategy is to uh, partner with local artists 
get original pieces of artwork that focus on the communities that she services and then translate those onto a postcard and send it to her clients with, uh, send it to people. Now, I don't think she does handwritten notes because she farms the entirety of two full communities. It's probably 25,000 cards if I had to guess. So I doubt she's going to be doing 25,000 handwritten notes, but she may have a single note that gets printed on the back of these cards. And perhaps she signs them because that is the kind of person that she is. Everything is about the personal, the thought out, the details matter a tremendous amount to her. So somewhere on the back of these cards, there's a little note that says, and by the way, I hope you enjoy these beautiful pieces of art that local artists have produced. So the card actually promotes the artist more than it promotes herself. And when all of that is done, she mentions, this was ultimately sent to you by Sharon Steele. So anybody who's curious, you can just Google Sharon Steele and you'll be able to see her strategy. She talks about it on her website a lot and it makes her a lot of money. 50% of her business probably comes from this postcard strategy that I've just described. And she is one of those real estate agents that is in the enviable position of being in the top 2% of income earners inside the profession. So it is, um, it is, it is definitely, um, in the right place, in the right hands, postcards can be devastatingly effective. Yeah, I think they, I might be wrong here, but when I did my research on them, I think they do integrate with a, a certain number of CRMs. I'm not sure if any of them are the Pacific leaders in the real estate sector, like Line Desk or Follow Up Boss, or, but I think there's some that they do. But um, yeah. So definitely have a look at them. Shall we go on to the next one? Uh, We should. Just give me one second here. I've written about this, but unfortunately I am not uh, in the top 10 or 20 results on on the Google search results, which is pretty rare. But anyway, if you go to my site, I've done a full post with expanded thoughts on how I feel about postcards. So Mm -hmm. number two, promo.com. Um, the only video maker that you need join millions of business creating videos in minutes, the unlimited media from iStock and Getty images. All right. So John, you, you go first. Yeah. Well, we've been, ham- you know, 20 for the past two years, especially in 2022, we hammered away about video. Um, you know, you've got a powerful tool in your pocket, your iPhone or your Android phone, but, Making videos or getting over the hurdle is difficult, you know. Um, that's why you should be doing it because a lot of people won't. Um, to make videos for Facebook, for social media, and having an editor, Promo provides it all. It provides a web based editor and an app editor for your phone, um, it provides a library. Um, extensive library of template, video templates with royalty-free music, video, videos in a library, and you can not, um, pre-made ones, and it starts at $25 a month, paid yearly. You mm-hmm. get so much of the library is what they call free videos, and then they have what they call premier clips, 
at the starter plan, like I say, which is $25 a month, you get 36 of these premium clips, as they call them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, um, I haven't personally used it, but I gave the website a good look over. And um, it looks a, a pretty cool service to get you going into producing more video. What do you reckon, Rob? Uh, well, I think a toolkit like this, something that makes it video easier, mm-hmm. is definitely something to look at. I get ad nauseum uh, big websites that produce video uh, trying to talk to me and give me do something called getting backlinks. Like they want to post blogs. Uh, video IO is one. There's just so many. There's just so many of them. And um, I've never really dived too deeply into any of them, including promo.com. So unfortunately in this subject, while I can agree with John 100% that if this is a toolkit that is going to uh, increase your ability to make an efficient video, then you should do that. My only additional piece of commentary uh, is to take us back because there is an easy way to get a feedback from people who are doing lots of video on their website. Like, like you can very much get into people, um, get input from people who are actively doing what you're doing. On Facebook, it would be the Real Estate YouTube Mastermind which are done by friends of the show. Uh, We've had both the founders of this group on the show uh, in the past, Uh, Matthew, and uh, I I am not remembering as clearly his partner, but if you just simply look on Facebook, you go and you search the group, Real Estate YouTube Mastermind. This is the place where I would go and drop a a comment about what does everybody think about promo.com and see if anybody's using it and and just basically get your own internal like reviews from people who are real estate agents. And I think that that would be brilliant if you you took the time and did that. Uh, Blissfully, John, this is the only tool on the on the of the of the ones that you listed that I can honestly say I just don't know that much about. But everything else I've used or use currently. So thank, thank thankfully I will be able to speak to it with a high degree more of expertise. <laughs> yeah, um you do, you don't have to buy the yearly, that you just get the cheaper price. You can go month to month. I think the month to month is around forty five fifty five. So you can try it for a month. I think you can sign up for a free plan for um which you can try it out. You can't export anything out of it, but you can give it you can sign up for a free account and play around with the back end. Um I think do that and then just pay them for a month and try it out. You know, I think any, it's not a ridiculous price and it looked pretty feature rich. And they do have a library of templates designed for real estate. Um, so I think anything that can get you making video and utilizing video in 2023 is worth a go at maybe, but I think what you've said is also fantastic. Yeah. Um, on to the next one, next one, Canva. Well, um, it's a hunt, you know, you can have a free account. The free account is useful on its own. It's not crippled. It has a lot of value, the free account of Canva. Um, but to get the real power Canva, uh, you want the Premier, which is about for a personal account, is 119 a year, so it's not ridiculous. I know all these subscriptions do add up, so um, 
and um, it, it just if you're producing images, producing flyers, a lot, you know, it's got a lot of value. It's um, I use I, I use Photoshop, but I also use Canva, and mm-hmm. I've got I pay for the premier for the hundred and nineteen a year, and I, I find it well worth the money. What do you reckon, Robert? Uh, so me and the team here use Canva. We are building most of our infographics off Canva. So uh, I can't really say as with most design type products, my eye for them is the ease of use, the price and the execution. But I'm coming at this from like an agency leader standpoint, not from an I'm using them personally standpoint. Here's what I can tell everybody about the feedback that I get from my team. They say these guys are the hand-down leader. There's lots of templates that you can choose from. Uh, there's almost every type of content that we want to produce that's a graphic that already has a template so we can just go and remove or change elements. Since we're in the real estate space, as are everybody listening to the show, there isn't actually a very high bar for custom graphics that you might put into a blog post, put into a flyer, put into something hard copy. The bar is very low making Canva for us in the real estate business an incredibly valuable tool. John just said the premium. I don't even know what the premium price is. If I'm paying $119 a year for Canva, then uh, it's got to be one of the best values that my that we have for a production-based tool. So um, I think very highly of it, John. And I think that everybody should, if anybody's interested in graphics, they should look at it. But it is one of those things where it doesn't make any sense unless actually I'm probably using Canva for teams now that I look at the options. Um, the, uh, the, the, The idea here is that you're producing graphics to go along with your business. And if you are, if anybody here is listening to the show is spending a lot of money on custom graphics, this might be something to look at to cut your cost down. And increase your productivity. Yeah, I think I think like I say that they have a free version. The free version, um, they have a certain amount of their library which you can have access. They have a stock imaging, imaging, which so much of it's available with the free plan. Um, I think if you start using it, I think for anybody that can't afford to hire a graphic designer to help them. I think it's an invaluable tool to keep because all the templates they provide. So it will help you produce um, flyers, graphics, thumbnails at a certain standard that won't look amateurish. Um, So um, I think it's invaluable and it's something if you're not looking at, if you're doing a lot of this work yourself, which a lot of real estate agents are, I think it's invaluable. Shall we go for our break, Rob? Sure. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, while John and I do promote our businesses on here, our first interest in this show is making sure that we're giving you valuable information, mostly on the subject of marketing for your real estate business. That's it. We don't know if we do a good or bad job. Our, Our user count grows. Our repeat listeners keeps growing. So we presume that we're doing a great job. But the number one piece of feedback that we look for, that we hope for, that we wish for is something like comments or written form feedback. You can, um, you can email me at Robert at inbound REM, but more probably a better bet would be to email Jonathan or John 
at Mel Wright, Mel hyphen, is it Mel hyphen Wright? Even on the email? It's Jonathan yeah. at Mel hyphen Wright.com. Okay. Jonathan at Mel hyphen Wright.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in one way or the other. And we're going to, we're going to give you a small break and we're going to be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's episode number 367, I think. 68. And we are doing a show on good real estate marketing tools for 2023. And the reason I keep hesitating is the next tool up on our list is Jasper AI. And this is literally the reason that I will not be using the words best real estate lead marketing tools for 2023, which will give John a clue as to how I feel about Jasper AI. But before we jump into that, John, have you used Jasper AI? Um, I use uh, alternatives. Jasper's one of the leading. Um, obviously, um, utilizing AI, AI for copywriting and that um, has become a very big topic. Um, I've been using a WordPress equivalent, which I, we offer on all our websites, which is Bertha, um, that uses open AI, AI technology. Open AI is the company that is the leader in providing the background technology that all these type of products like, like Jasper is built upon, um, and um, Jasper's one of the leading SaaS providers. Um, there, it can, people, and I'm sure Rob is going to, I'm guessing what Rob's going to be saying, which is dangerous because I can never work out what Rob's going to say. <laughs> uh, um, um, I can't even, I don't even... I don't even attempt to work out how his mind's working. Uh, um, uh, that's a good one, Rob. You should grin. Uh, um, uh, um, so it it basically helps you write content, um, and it can be abused. Um, but a lot of people really suffer in getting getting going. It's a bit like video. It's a bit like promo that we discussed in the first half for the cost i really see it as a tool to help you get more video i see jasper as a tool in helping you produce some content for your website and getting you over the hump i see it's an aid but a lot of people um I think there's a balance here. I think it can be overplayed, overstated what it can do, but I also think it's useful. Over to you, Robert. Okay. Uh, AI is is a hot topic. I follow like two people on Twitter, and uh, one the one of those two people who is Rand Fishkin. Uh, who many of you may not know, but Rand Fishkin is a pioneer uh, 
uh, an incredible dude that that has built one of had previously built one of the most relevant um, SEO companies that existed called Moz.com. And uh, I just like the way that he approaches everything. He's a very, very well-researched guy. He always talks from a deeply, like, educated perspective. And his comments to AI were were that he tweeted today. So interesting that John brought that to my attention. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Um, Give, bear with me here. Just give me one second's worth of patience. Um, well, I've got no worry about that. You were patient with me last week because I was late. I was, I was okay. changing. I had a flat tire. I was in a bit of a mess when I arrived late for the show. Wasn't I? So here's what, here's what Rand said, and it echoes what I feel. Here's my favorite taste take so far on the chat GPT and AI content hype train. I hate the hype around chat GPT whenever the topic of AI writing tools comes up. I've noticed that the proponents of AI tend to group everything else into two camps, haters and and technology ludites and fellow fans and avid users. I don't fit into either group. I've been enthusiastically playing with every AI tool I can get my hands on. Jasper, Copy AI, ChatGPT, Stable Diffusion, DALL-E, Canvas Existing AI Image Generator. On the other hand, I don't agree that these tools will change the world of professional work anywhere close to the scale that most coverage describes. I would love to take these tools on the repetitive marketing task I currently find mind-bogglingly boring, but we aren't there yet. I have used Jasper AI extensively. I was hoping that the tool would eliminate some of the guest blog posting responsibilities that we still handwrite. I have a team that writes over 300 guest blog posts each and every single month. I was really, really wanting and hoping that this tool would either take some of the weight off or all of the weight off that team. I have discovered that Jasper AI isn't even remotely close to being there yet. It does not write anything that's engaging on a human level. It does repeat itself, even though theoretically they say it's not supposed to. It does. I'm telling you not from the perspective of this is not an opinion. I use the tool on similar subjects in similar areas because that's what we do. I wasn't trying to trick the tool. I was trying to experiment with, with it for workflow, and it did not work. I cannot be more clear about that. Did not work. It regurgitated large segments of the same content, slightly different. But not enough, unfortunately, to make it past Google, which is what is just flabbergasting me, is that these tools are literally advertising, including Jasper AI, on its homepage, on the scroll. It's saying, use this tool to produce SEO content. Holy sh... Meatballs! (laughs) Everybody that's listening to this show, do not do that! You will get yourself penalized into the ground. Google has been very vocal on the subject of AI and using AI to produce content. And I'll summarize it. Don't you dare do it, is what they say. That is literally what they say. And if they catch you doing it, and they catch you doing it in plentitude, you are just asking to have your website blacklisted. 
Because if AI could write all the content on the site, number one, that would defeat the purpose of what Google is supposed to be about. But here's the most important thing. Google is filled with rocket scientists. They're very smart people. We all wish that like machines would produce content at a level that a smart human being could learn something from the machine. None of them are there yet, including RankBrain, the AI that Google uses. They're just not there yet. No machine learning has learned enough yet to educate us on a subject, which means that human writers and human content producers and human thinkers need to be behind something if you're going to really try to provide value to a searcher. And guess what Google's core business is? Providing value to searchers, which means that AI it runs directly contrary to Google at this exact moment, which means if you try to use it for SEO, you are guaranteeing you. See, here's the problem. You might get away with it for a little while because maybe you wrote a piece of content or two that nobody else had written yet. But do you really think that everybody in the real estate game is not going to get in there or that they're not? I mean, there's like 1.6 million pages on Van Nuys. I live in a podunk town in the middle of like, it's just not a very exciting place. And yet there's 1,600,000 people who've written about it. So what do you think is going to happen with your your little towns and your little cities, it's going to happen. And when it happens, the website that once ranked well is going to go get its ranking dropped into the ground and you will not be able to figure out why that happened. I've seen this type of shit hit the marketplace in the past, John. I cannot emphasize enough how deeply I think you need to stay off this train. And I don't even know that you're ever going to be able to get on the train because... Google currently, and I see John's frowning, but here's the thing that most people well, don't say I'm frowning. I, I, it's just, yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupt. No, it's okay. I just think people don't understand the way that Google's like reviewing even what are supposed to be standard content pages. Like you're going to catch a penalty. You get penalized if you use a big provider. Like let's just say somebody's producing 10,000 websites like Agent Image. And they have the same buy-sell page that they put, buy-sell real estate, sell real estate. And in the past, it was always very exciting for all of us to say that some of your website content was going to be written for you, and then you didn't have to worry about it. Guess what? Replicative, duplicated pages, even like that, even ones that are no-followed, impact your SEO ranking. So there's a way to get Google not to read those pages. There is no way to ignore the user behavior that comes off highly repetitive websites, which is very, very bad, okay? If you produce a site that looks similar and acts similar as a competitor right down the street, and you're thinking that you're going to get great user behavior, which is in turn going to yield you good SEO rankings, I'm here to tell you, you are wrong. You are wrong, wrong, wrong. Go ahead and write your own pages, even put down a sentence, put down a link someplace else, but make it original. That's what Google rewards in terms of rankings. And anything else... You're you're taking a you're either taking a penalty or you're hitting the neutral button, the neutral gear button on your site. Now, having said that, the place that I think the AI is kind of exciting, John, and that could find a use for everybody right now is uh, some of the use cases on it. I do agree with. So the use cases of writing emails, I do not agree with writing sales copy. I do, however, agree with writing certain customer service copies, certain uh, like business mechanics copy, post-process copy. But here's the thing that everybody, I think, is forgetting. You do have to go and proof the copy. You have to read it because it's not producing perfect copy. doesn't matter. I don't, I've never seen an AI. I have not personally tested an AI, John, that's pr- producing perfect copy. If you have, 
then you've got an experience I have not. No, I think I think the majority of what you said I would agree with. I just see it as a tool to some extent, but a limited tool. Um, and I think if you see it, and they're promoting it, like you say, but they're bound to, aren't they? Also, Google's going to have no love for this because, you know, Microsoft Invet was one of the largest investors in OpenAI. They, they have invested about $50 million. OpenAI is an open source, but it's a non-profit company. And Microsoft has never liked open source or non-profit companies. So I was a bit puzzled why they were one of the major investors because they came on my radar about a year ago. Um, but then we found out, Then it, it, the past couple of months, it's become very obvious why Google... Um, Microsoft is, because they're planning to invest, I think they publicly have stated they're going to invest a billion dollars into open AI. Um, they, already, they already have. I just watched the CEO yeah. talk about this the other day on a, on a program yeah. in India, and they've got an Azure backbone there. They've, got, they've invested they, most of the designers, developers, and engineers for the core programming came out of India. So I know... And and this is Microsoft's stab at probably defeating Google's monopoly. They hope the AI gets good enough to to be able yeah. to write content autonomously. This is a competition between two massively sized technology companies. Yeah, so it's about fundamental. I just see it's a, it's overplayed tool, um, overhyped to some extent. But it, I I do think it's a legitimate tool. But you can get into some hot water if you don't really know what you're dealing with. So let's go. Let's go on to the next tool, which has as part of its sales pitch a AI writing tool element. Um, that's Tailwind. And Tailwind. Um, I want to point out that Melwright has a similar functionality than this, but. Um, basically, it provides a library of of content um, that you can set up in a calendar scheduler for print, Pinterest and Instagram and to, and for Facebook. It has a, a library that's specifically aimed at real estate agents. It's also included what it calls a ghostwriter, which seemingly works with Pinterest API and write some reasonable stuff for your images that you're going to place on Instagram. And and the price starts at $12.99. I haven't used it. For what the price level, if it helps you, post more to these platforms, I think it might be worth a look at. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying have a look at it. What do you reckon, Bob? So Tailwind uh, is I use it. I've used it for years. Do not use the AI feature so that everybody knows. We we either manually we manually write our pin descriptions. Okay. We manually write those pin descriptions on the actual images because 
Pinterest will import the image into Pinterest and then you will get the description that's in, that's located inside the image into Pinterest, which is what makes like the, the way that we have done SEO optimization, we add a layer of value for the handful of people that actually post images off their site because honestly, the captions are already done for you. You just post the caption, it comes complete with the writing into wherever you're sending it to whether that's Instagram or Pinterest. Pinterest has always been one of the most valuable SEO tools that we use. There is definitely a social component to the way that Google ranks sites. There's a branding logarithm that's, that, that Google uses to rank sites. Making anything that you consider related to Pinterest uh, interesting. Instagram can't be read by Google. So if you're thinking about SEO, there's no value on Instagram for that, except for the transfer of traffic from that platform to your platform. John? You're off screen. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, so I apologize for the interruption and for the, that, John. Um, the uh, so so guys, I strongly think that Tailwind has value. It's it's a cool tool. It automatically adds value. There's other tools that are that are interesting in this space. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think that. I use, here's a secret. I do use automated or behavioral marketing in certain elements of my marketing, which is how I know what does and does not work. Audience, I test it exhaustively, trying to find the places that we can hack like Google or social without breaking any big rules or getting and still getting strong results for our clients. I've probably tested 50 or 100 tools so far. I will keep testing them, by the way. I'm not going to back away from testing them. I've only found one that I can use out of that all that testing. Uh, I'm not going to name it. I worked way too hard to find it, but it, I'll tell you what it does. It automatically posts to to a number of social platforms simultaneously, leaving comments in people's profiles, liking and disliking stuff, and building audiences. Um, I've used this tool to build my audience on Pinterest, which currently stands at seventeen thousand, and I have done very little to do that. So to say to everybody here that's listening to the show that there's not a place, that there can't be a place for tools like Tailwind and other tools that automate really arduous processes. Now, why do I have a tool that automates something? Well, I'm already creating unique graphics and design elements and unique content on my site. I spend a bucket ton of money doing it. All I want is to promote it in social places. That's all I want to do is take actual, like real deeply valuable information that I have produced that is original and I want to promote it on other platforms. That's where you get complicated, like it gets complicated. I found a tool that kind of does that okay. It, it, it does it well enough. So Tailwind does makes that process easier for a single user trying to post stuff off a website. If you have a personal assistant, if you have a social media marketer in the Philippines, if you have anybody that's helping you, then I think Tailwind is brilliant. If you don't have anybody that's helping you, I think it's too manual. That's my opinion. Mm. Yep. Um, on to the last one. <laughs> Surfer SEO. Um, it's, a, it's a Pacific SEO tool. It, it uses some of the elements of artificial intelligence it starts at $49 a month. It's a quasi-professional level SEO tool. Robert is an expert on SEO. He might disagree with that statement. 
Um, we use it, John. I'll head you off the past. I currently use it, and I use it on every single article that we publish on Inbound REM. But I have a very specific thing out of the toolkit that they've done very well. For $50 a month, it automates this one thing extremely efficiently. But I don't use the rest of the toolkit. I think um, I use one of its competitors. Um, Why wouldn't you put the competitor down here? Um, um, well, I think I think somebody trying. I think I think it's a good tool. Um, I, I'm a cheapskate. I'm using something I got a better deal on. It isn't as good. It isn't quite as polished in UX design terms as Surfer SEO, but it does the job. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I I think so. You, maybe you can explain what Surfer SEO does for the audience, Rob. Well, it does a lot of things, but what I use it for is the semantic keyword recognition component of it. So, what we do is we feed a title of an article in there, and we feed like a written article in into it. And usually, we've got about a thousand, fifteen hundred words, three thousand words, and the way that so when you are pretty convinced that you're going to write a blog post that is going to rank in the search engines, here's where most people, myself included, lose a lot of value on that article. Your article can rank for either 100 keywords or 1,000, depending upon the semantic value of the article. Now, semantic value is really mostly in the headers, the headers that you're using inside your content. That's mostly what Google is examining. And then they're comparing it to the title and seeing how well those things add up. Now, what content, what Surfer SEO does in an instant is measure all of your subheaders, not the title of the article. There's plenty of tools out there that do that for you. What's a good title, keyword research. There are not that many tools that do a really good job at looking at your subheaders and saying, oh, you should change this to this or that. And then so you go down the content and you change your headers up and you you sometimes can increase the reach of the, the same article. It's You're not really rewriting the article. You're just kind of changing around the headers and such. And you oftentimes double the reach, increase the reach by 10%. Uh, Surfer SEO for that one task is pretty cool. Hmm. Um, I, I use it because the article's rewritten. takes a few months for Google to assess them. And then I, I, I use other tools to keep eye on it. And then I use a similar tool to give me insight about how Google's seen it, how I might be able to improve the article if it's not ranking as well as I hoped. And I just use it as a, a, a methodology to help me improve existing articles. And I found it useful for that uh, myself, and it has worked um, but you you got to know a, a bit about SEO. You got and you've got to be motivated to consistently utilize it. A bit like all these, I see all the things that we've outlined. Maybe even Canva, everything we've outlined. They, none of it's ridiculously priced, and they're just tools. Basically, they. It, it, and if you're at a certain stage 
where you can't afford to also have people helping you, that might help you um, improve your digital marketing as a real estate agent. That's why I thought it was a reasonable list. What's your thoughts, Robert? My thoughts are you added a, a thing at the end because I was, which I agree with, but I'm going to, I'm going to add just a contrary thought. So John has listed a whole series of tools that all pretty much fall under the sub $100 a month. And if any of you are brand new agents with very limited budget selling one or two homes per year, making 30 to $60,000, whatever the number is, you know, this is, a, this is a great list. If you happen to be in the $100,000 range anywhere in the U.S., I'm going to add one tool to this list that I feel dominates all the tools. And that is a, uh, a virtual assistant that comes out of one of the countries that where you can reasonably pay, you can pay them a reasonable living for somewhere between three and $6 an hour, which is mostly parts of India, Pakistan, and, uh, uh, Philippines. Now, Philippines is where I go. It's where I suggest you go. But if you get stuck, you can look at these other countries as well. So a personal assistant can, if you've created any processes around these tools, you can use a personal assistant for that. Uh, actually, one last thing on the list that's not so much a tool. It's Fiverr.com. F-I-V-V-E-R.com. If any of you haven't heard of this service, for between 5 and $20, you can get a lot of marketing tasks done for you. For the amount of money that you spend, as long as you spend a little bit of time making sure that you're you're shopping for a good vendor for the task, you can get a lot of things done. Thumbnails on graphics, the, the same graphics that I spend my money on on Canva, you can actually have somebody do them for you on Fiverr, no problem. Like That's one thing you can get done all day long. Uh, video is a little bit more expensive on Fiverr, but you can get it done there. Cop content, copywriting, you can get that done there. So basically, every single thing that we've listed, you can get done including sharing images on social media. It can all be done off Fiverr. So it's a one-size-fits-all recommendation. These are the, the additional thoughts, but ultimately, when John is listening to these tools and I'm looking at them, he is absolutely correct. Each one of these single tools does an important thing that to install inside your marketing process. But the most important thing for all of you, everybody, including John, listening to the show, is create a process that other people run and take yourself out of it and then focus on improving the process so that it gets you more people to call, more people to do what you really do, which is sell, sell real estate or keep in touch with people. But a process with Fiverr as part of it or a virtual assistant, even more important, even if that person was working for you one or two days a week at eight hours a day, it's $24 a day, you can get them for $116, which is really not that much different than the rest of these services. Go ahead. Yeah, or, or you can use the, you know, try it out and then get somebody to do it for you, either using the service or doing it themselves. There's a host of ways to approach this. I think it's time to wrap it up, Rob. What do you reckon? I reckon that you are correct, sir. So let's, um, let's, uh, Let's do this thing the, the way that we always do, except I'm going to switch it up. My name has been Robert Newman. I am a real estate online marketing consultant. I'm an SEO guy. I'm an inbound marketer. I've been doing it for 14 years. I have founded a company called Inbound REM. We build websites. We do SEO campaigns. We're really meant... The service is designed for the veteran agent, the veteran broker 
who's looking to own everything that they do, all the content, the website, all of it, and take themselves off systems. So if you want to learn more about that, go to inboundrem.com. John, how would people look you up? Oh, just go to the mail-right.com website. And if you want to book a chat with me or Adam, you can book it on the website. And we're always happy to have a quick discussion with you and see if we can help you. Back over to you, Rob. All right. Brilliant. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Um, We're excited to continue to serve up incredible content in 2023. And we hope that you'll be along uh, on the ride with us. All right. Have a great day.